Good morning, good morning, church. I'm excited for a new day. It's a new week. Hope everything is going well. I want to give a shout out to the City Church for partnering with us this past uh, Saturday. Uh, we got to do a prayer walk and a cleanup um, at the Maggie Trejo Center and also at McCorder Elementary. Uh, we spent time praying in those areas, walking those neighborhoods, cleaning up those neighborhoods, praying over the neighborhood. And man, it was an awesome time. So I just want to give a shout out to them and say thank you. Uh, but be on the lookout. We got more things in the words here at ABU. Hopefully we got some more baptisms. I know I got some more people still wanting to be baptized. Um, we also have uh, man, a huge back to school drive coming August 3rd. Uh, part with City and the uh, uh, National Night Out. Uh, there's going to be a movie at the park. They're going to be playing Ryan the Last Dragon. We're going to give out supplies. We're going to have food. It's going to be an awesome time. So be on the lookout for all those things. Uh, but I'm ready to get into today's message, okay? See, because from the moment that we're born, um, growing is part of life. Um, your body, your mind, your spirit, it's always evolving. And you can't always predict what the end results are going to be, um, but you can influence them. And so today's message is called, What Are You Growing? What are you growing? The choices and decisions we make influence how we grow. And God wants you to help you identify what you are growing so you can make sure that you're not growing the wrong thing and growing the wrong way. Okay, so we're going to be in 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 11. Um, and of course, I want to pray, invite God to come and uh, surrender the things that we walked and came and listening to this message with today. Uh, make sure that our hearts and our minds are just aligned with him and that he has his way. So let me pray, and then we'll get started. Uh, Father, I just thank you for the opportunities to, man, just to be a part of what you have in this world, and just to even have a relationship with you, Lord. It's it's something that none of us deserve, uh, but you willingly and actively seek to have one with us. And so, Lord, I just pray that the same effort and the same love that you pour into us, um, that we could even try to match it, that we would put the effort and the work to do it. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Uh, would you just release the things that, uh, man, have been trying to take control of us? Would you just, uh, man, I, I cast out anything that has been trying to bind us and tie us up in, in the name of Jesus. And that this week uh, we would walk with great boldness, great courage, and would be led by you in all that we do. And so, Father, just speak to us today and let us receive what you have for each one of us. And we just thank you uh, for even wanting to speak with us. And so we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church. We're going to be in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, reading verses 3 through 11. So let's jump right in. It says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And we receive all this by coming to know Him, the One who calls us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. 
So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those that God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. So there's a lot to dig into there um, that Peter is talking to us and he, he wants to give to us on what we are growing and how we are growing and how do we move forward and actually make this work um, and overcome things, right? And the first thing that I, I really felt the Holy Spirit uh, speak to me is that God sets us up to succeed. God sets us up to succeed. In verse 3 it says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And we have received all of this by coming to know Him. And the one who calls us to Himself by means of His glorious, marvelous glory and excellence. By His divine power. I understand you're like, man... You you have moments, right, or you have seasons uh, where living a godly life, it doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem obtainable. It doesn't seem real. Uh, you're like, oh, man, I'm, you might be in a season or a moment right now where you're like, man, I'm just struggling to even have a regular life. Like, how can I even accomplish to have a godly life? Like, that seems so far and, and so well out there. Well, I want you to know, first off, that you are called by God. You were called by God. And this is what I mean, that he himself placed a call for you to have a life with him. Okay, so before you even said, you know what, I want to try to have a life with God. He has already made the arrangements to do that. Okay, and on top of that, through his power, um, man, he will provide what you lack in wisdom and knowledge, man, along with every resource needed to live a godly life. That's crazy. And so the spiritual blessings that we need are already available to us. It's just a matter of us learning how to access them and then actually use them. And there's a huge difference between knowing God and having a relationship with God. I hear people all the time talk about, yeah, I know about God. Yeah, I know about this. I know about Jesus. But they actually don't have a relationship. Man, that's a huge difference because I can know somebody and not be connected with them personally. Okay, there's I can know who the mayor is, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm best friends with the mayor. You understand? So when we stop trying to live out of our own power and when we learn to live in a growing relationship with God, we can gain his power to grow in knowledge that unlocks everything we need to succeed. Verse four, it says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that enables you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So from the jump, we have world corruption and even our own desires working against us. They're trying to prevent us from receiving God's promises um, that allows us uh, to live through his divine nature. And you're probably like, man, I knew it. I knew I have all these things against me and uh, that's why I'm always struggling. That's why I'm always failing. Man, it's the cards. They're stacked against me. Man, that's just what it is. Well, yes, in a, in a way that is true, okay? You do have things that come against you. You do have the enemy that's against you. But you have something that's even greater than those things that are against you. You have something that can't be beat, that can't be stopped. Do you know what it is? It's God's Holy Spirit. So you're probably like, okay, well, how do I unlock it? How, where does that even begin? Well, it starts by receiving salvation. It starts by confessing, you know what? 
Uh, I got some wrongs in my life. I've done some bad things. When you acknowledge that, when you acknowledge that Jesus uh, was killed and gave his life as a penalty for your sins, for my sins, and then you believe that he was raised, you believe that he's still alive, and then you declare in your own words, you believe it in your heart, you declare with your own words that you're ready to have a relationship with him, that you're ready to live a life with him, that you're ready to let go of the things of this world. Man, you receive that Holy Spirit. And that's just the first step. It's, it's not the last step. Um, but in that first step, uh, man, that allows the seed that it had been implanted to you um, to crack open and to begin to grow. So that's where it has to start. It's not the end, but it's the start. And the seed that, that it has, um, it's going to give you a spiritual appetite um, that will produce godly behavior to overcome the world's corruption along with your own human desire, along with your own desires. Um, but it's a process. It doesn't mean that it's just going to help and happen overnight. It's going to translate into immediate uh, maturity. It's, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to take some time. It's going to take uh, some intentionality on our part of growing the seed and growing your relationship with Jesus. And when you do, you're going to grow um, in his divine nature to overcome. And so God sets us up to be successful. God sets us up to succeed. And no matter how start, how stacked uh, the deck is against you, uh, it can't compare to what you have on your side and on your favor. Because it's still possible to overcome when you have a relationship with Jesus and you begin the, po- the process of growing your faith. Okay? So that's where it starts. Okay? Second thing is this. Our effort, and this is a big one, our effort determines our results. Our effort determines our results. You're probably like, that's that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, but read this in verse 5 and 7. It says, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. He says, supplement your faith. So we say, look, you need to take these things that I'm telling you and add them to your life. And when you do, you're going to mature. You're going to grow. You're going to strengthen your faith. You're going to learn how to resist the enemy. You're going to learn how to overcome these things. And Peter gave us seven qualities that we should be adding and implementing into our life that we should be applying. And the number seven signifies completeness. And so, man, we could work towards wholeness by doing these things. And when we put on God's new nature that he gives us, um, it's something that's already programmed for the right input. And what I mean is just like a new child that's born, right? Uh, a baby is programmed uh, to respond to its mother's milk. Uh, the nutrients in the milk enable it to gr- for growth and to develop. Uh, well, the same is true for us. We can grow and develop by applying these qualities in, in, that he just stated. And what did he say? He said it starts with moral excellence which is doing what's right uh, even when no one is around you. It's living to glorify God and give Him the credit and the honor and everything. Then He said knowledge. Well, how do you get more knowledge? How do you get the right kind of wisdom? Well, we go to the truth. We go to God. We go to His Word where He begins to teach us and share with us uh, what real knowledge is, what real truth is. And then through life experience, we gain knowledge through that along with other people sharing their life experiences, sharing their lessons, uh, their jewels that God had given them and passing them to us. So then we gain knowledge. 
And then it goes to probably one of the toughest ones, which is self-control. Uh, and that is, man, resisting sinful desires. It's saying no to things that you, you know you're supposed to. It's being proactive so you're not putting yourself in a position where you're vulnerable, uh, where you could fall to it. Uh, but it's making the effort to stay away and resist those things. And then it went to patient endurance. It was just probably something that uh, that we hate even more. Patient endurance. Why well, we got to be patient and we have to endure at the same time? Man, yes. Patient endurance, and that's simply not quitting until God releases you, uh, until he releases you. So that's saying, you know what, God, I, man, this situation is tough, but you haven't told me to walk away from this situation. You haven't told me to give up about this situation. Uh, you're telling me to still stick it out, so I'm going to listen. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to endure this. Um, that helps grow your faith as well. Then he went to godliness, and that's simply seeking to please God with the choices you make. So everything that you're doing, you're thinking, man, how am I going to honor God? Was this something that God's going to be happy with? Is this what he's going to agree with me doing? Um, that's um, godliness. And then it goes to brotherly affection, and that's um, caring for the well-being of others who are part of God's family. So your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? You're part of this bigger family when you uh, receive salvation and you and you become a follower of Jesus. So now you got this whole network of people that say, hey man, well I want you to be there for them. I want you to care and grow with them as well. And then the last one it talked about was love. And that one is the key one because uh, man, that's caring uh, for the well-being of, of others, right? It's being compassionate. It's being righteous. It's being all of those things to believers, but also to everyone, people that don't follow Jesus, people that don't have the same beliefs for you, people that don't live the same way to you, people that even go against the way that God says to grow, you're still called to love them. And he says, man, these qualities, they act like vitamin supplements um, that enable us to adopt God's perspective along with live in accordance to it. And so applying these makes our, our faith grow in maturity along with a godly life possible. And the more you grow like this, uh, man, the more that you're going to see God move in your life, but you're also going to see fruit in it. Because the next verse, verse 8, says this, The more you grow like this, the more productive, productive and useful you'll be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying, hey, naturally, when you apply these qualities, when you do these things, good things are going to happen. Our faith is going to grow stronger. Our actions are going to look more like Jesus. Uh, the blessings that God has for us, we're actually going to receive the full blessing, not a partial blessing. Uh, we're not going to miss out on opportunities. We're going to receive everything that God has for us. And then on top of that, we're going to be fruitful, not only benefiting our own lives, benefiting our families, but others as well are going to also benefit from us applying these things. And so it won't be a struggle um, to make these things happen. Um, when we're doing what needs to be done, these things are going to come. And so it all really reminds me of when Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He says, man, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and everything you need will be added. And he say, look, man, when you got your priorities straight, when you make sure that you're doing the right things, when you have it all figured out and you're applying this, you're putting in the effort, man, you don't have to question if the blessings or what you need is going to come. Um, it's always going to be part of the results every time. You're going to get what you need. And so our effort in being intentional, uh, living these things out makes the difference from the results that we see, receive. Remember, the resources are always available. The instructions, they're there. He gave us seven specific qualities that we should be applying to our life that directly impact our growth and our results. And it reminded me too, like when I was in school, uh, I decided to choose France. 
uh, which makes no sense because here I am now and I still don't even know how to speak Spanish. Um, but I always thought, you know what, uh, my family knows Spanish, some of them, like I'm Mexican, it's just going to rub off. I mean, I'm going to pick it up eventually down the road. But you see how dumb that sounds? Like, how is that even going to be possible? Well, check this out, man. I could have the books. I could have the apps. I could have teachers. I could have all the resources and everything I need to learn Spanish, to be able to speak it fluently. But if I don't make the time, if I don't put in the effort, um, then having those things doesn't matter because I'm still going to be where I am at the start. Church, let's do better. Okay, let's put in the effort needed to reap the results that God wants to give us. Amen. Because here's the third truth. The third thing I want you to take away today is that growing never stops. Growing never stops. The next verse 9, it says this. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So he's basically saying, look, what you get, it's on you. It ain't on nobody else but you. You can't blame others for the effort and the work that you decided to put in. I can't blame my parents or my family uh, for me not knowing how to speak or understand Spanish. That's on me. I can't blame the teachers or school um, for never taking the Spanish class when I denied it myself. I denied the opportunities. I never put in the time. I never put in the work. Um, so it's my fault um, that when I don't do the things to change the outcome, I get what I get. It's on me. And nowadays we live in a counselor culture where everybody's quick to man, point out everybody else's flaws and bring correction to them. Um, but the truth is, we're all flawed. We all need accountability. We're all a work in progress. We're all a hot mess. And the more we ignore this truth, uh, we're going to continue doing the same thing, um, having a perspective that's going to be off. We're also going to be, uh, man, unable to see the flaws, uh, uh, able to see beyond our own flaws. And so we're going to end up spending more energy and more time on the wrong things and wondering why we keep getting the same results. Instead of growing in our faith, we're going to be growing um, in insecurities. We're going to be growing in, in the lies of the enemies. We're going to be growing the very habits that we're trying to break and overcome. And your life doesn't have to be that way. But you have to make the decision and then you have to act on that choice that you've made. Because growing never stops. We're either going to grow in the direction that God has for us. Are we going to grow in the direction that we lead ourselves, which is always going to be opposite of what God has? In verse 10 11, it says this. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you're really among those that God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's saying, hey, it's going to be hard work. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to feel good in the moments that you're doing them. But you don't ever have to question uh, what will come from it. You don't ever have to question that. He said, do these things. You'll never fall away. You're even going to receive a grand interest. All these things are going to be added to you when you do these things. And I don't know about you, but I know how much I don't deserve a grand entrance. I don't deserve, uh, deserve to receive a lot of these things. It's crazy to me just to think of how God has given his life and how uh, he gave his son and Jesus came and gave his life for me. Like that's still hard for me to comprehend because I don't deserve that. Okay. I'm pretty sure you understand what I'm saying. Man, that, that's a crazy thing to grasp. But it's really just the start of what God wants to give us and everything that he has for us. 
And man, I just read this and I reflect on this. And man, I just man think about how I spent so much of my life being upset at God um, when the whole time He's been doing all this and giving me all the things that I don't deserve. And now that I have a relationship, I understand that. And I'm like, look, when He increases and I decrease, man, good things are always going to come. And, and man, it's just going to be so good. So church, receive that today, man. Growing never stops. If we aren't growing with God, then we're going to find ourselves growing against God. And that's something we can all avoid. And when we do, we're going to get the best that he has for us in this life. And so my challenge for all of us this week, tend to your faith. Tend to your faith. Understand that God sets us up for success. He gives us everything that we need. And when we surrender, when we lean on God, then we could tap into his power to achieve it. That there's seven qualities um, that we should strive to do in our life. Moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, brotherly affection, love. The effort we put into establishing these qualities in our life will determine the results that we receive. And remember, growing never stops. And when we grow with God, we can't be stopped either. And when we do these things, we will naturally and actively be growing our faith and reaping fruit that is beyond our comprehension. So that's how we do it, church. That's how you tend to your faith, understanding that God sets you up to be successful, understanding that our effort is going to determine our results, understanding that growing never stops, and then doing what we got to do. And so my challenge for all of us, man, tend to your faith, man, do this stuff. Um, but don't just do this for this week, man. Wake up every day and make the choice like, man, today is a day of growth. Today is a day that I'm applying these qualities to my life. And even if I don't see the results today, I know that good things are going to happen and that all that I need is always going to be met. Let me pray. Father, I just pray for my brothers and sisters right now that maybe they're in a moment where they feel like, man, I'm doing these things. I'm applying. I'm, I'm doing everything that God wants me to do, and I'm still struggling. Um, Father, that they would see this today and receive this today, um, that it's all for naught. That, in fact, the things that are going through is going to propel them for the things that are going to come next. And that they're actually growing and being sharpened and strengthened um, in this process. That their faith is maturing through this. And that they're going to be a hope and, man, a shoulder to lean on for another brother or sister or even a stranger um, that doesn't have a relationship with you. And so, Lord, man, just help us be consistent in tending to our faith, understanding that you want us to be successful, understanding that it's up to us um, to access the things that you make available and to apply them to our life. That the effort that we put in is going to determine what we get out of it and what we receive from you and the results that we have. And so, Lord, help us never stop growing in the way that honors you, in the way that you plan for us, in the way that you want us. And so, Lord, uh, I just thank you for them this week. Uh, man, just encourage them this week. Let them know that um, what they're going through is it's not for nothing, um, but it has great purpose. And there's glory that you're going to receive through it. So, Father, I just love you. I love them. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, church. I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Uh, stay locked in for things to come. Um, got any questions, let us know. Prayer requests, let us know. If you want to give, all that stuff's in the comments. Or you can always connect with us throughout the week. But I love y'all. God bless y'all. Uh, and y'all have a good one. Bye.